Today on We Here, Kim Kardashian was allegedly mortified and desperately worried after Kanye West's recent behavior. We'll catch up with former Real Housewives of Atlanta star Phaedra Parks about how she ended up on Marriage Boot Camp, and Harry Styles' quarantine mustache is dividing the internet, but not us. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six? No. Uh-huh. No. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin. And I'm Ian Moore, and welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast. We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. And the entanglements. Yeah. Wait, that was yesterday's episode. There's, it's always a time for entanglements. I'll take entanglements. it. Entanglements. Great, great. Um, I, I just love, it's my favorite song. I... I'm very excited about the show today, Maggie, which uh, ranges from mental health to mustaches. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. But before that, I have to say we had Phaedra, formerly from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, on the show to talk about her new show, Marriage Bootcamp, and how she ended up on this series with a man she had only been dating for months and had never slept with. She also talked to us about what it's like to be a mortician during a global pandemic. So Once when, a, I, yeah. when I tell you this interview is far-ranging, it is. Yeah. Once again, Maggie, you've crystallized my thoughts. I, the the, <laughs> the, the mind-blowing part of the interview is when you do ask her about being a mortician. Which just, it's, so you got to stay tuned for that. But first, so, let's, yeah. Go ahead, say that. Got to stay tuned for that. But first, let's talk about Yeezy, Kanye West. What is okay. going on? And Kim Kardashian and Chris Kardashian. Chris Jenner. And Chris Jenner. <laughs> Okay, so let's let's start at the beginning. So so many K's and C's and letters. Who has the time? Anyway, it all started on July fourth when Kanye West took to Twitter to announce that he would be running for president. Today is July twenty first, and in the past few weeks, we have seen a lot of erratic behavior from Kanye, which many are attributing to his mental health. In the past, he's talked about being bipolar, and Many believe he is in the middle of an episode. Yeah, this is very similar, Maggie, to the um, the last time we saw something like this was when he went on TMZ, did that wacky, free-ranging interview and saying things, including that slavery was a choice. Um, you know, when he mentioned the the presidential run, obviously it was a little like, well, he's got an album about to drop. He had a new song about to drop. Is this a publicity stunt with Kanye? You never know. Um, he obviously had missed a lot of the filing dates to make any serious political run, but he did have this rally in South Carolina. So he got it together for that. And then during the South Carolina speech, I mean, where to begin? He talked about Kim Kardashian on the verge of aborting their first child north. He also went after the gap, which he just signed a 10 year deal with. 
-hmm. He went after Anna Winter, Shia LaBeouf. After that, he went on a Twitter tirade saying that Kim Kardashian and her mom, Kris Jenner, are now threatening to lock him up. There's a lot to unpack here. Emily Smith had a great story about after Kanye's rally on Monday night, sources close to the family told her that Kim is mortified and desperately worried because he's not taking his medication. The source told Emily that Kanye's medication is what really keeps him calm and prevents him from having public meltdowns. You might remember you referenced back when he went on TMZ in 2018. He actually, part of that appearance on TMZ Live, he said that he finds the medicine he's on a hindrance to his creative process. And you know that Kanye signed this deal with Gap. He has a new album coming out. So I'm speculating here, but I see that there's a link between his creative work and how frequently he takes his medicine. Right. I guess you could say, well, Kanye goes off on these controversial tirades every time an album is about to drop. So is that a publicity stunt? But you bring up a really good point, Maggie, that if you follow the trajectory of these stories, Kanye has publicly said that he doesn't take his medication when he's working on albums because it stifles his creativity. And you'll remember back in 2018, right after that TMZ rant, he kind of walked the comments back and he did this lengthy interview with the New York Times. Remember he did that crazy album release party at his Wyoming ranch, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. which now seems in the pandemic era, totally mind blowing that you would have. Cause remember there were like tons of people there and it was this big blowout. But he did this interview with the New York Times in which he tried to kind of clarify his comments and his support of Donald Trump at the time. But he also had said he had taken one of his pills in the last seven days, mentioned this issue that he has with his medication. Um, During that profile, you might also remember there was a detail where he went um, with the reporter uh, on on a shopping spree because he had to go buy some winter gear and he ended up buying 13 trash bags full of clothes. And Mm. they mentioned in the piece that that was sort of possibly part of a bipolar kind of manic episode could be this kind of overspending spree. You know, obviously it's been reported that Kanye has been hospitalized before. So there've been reports about, um, his mental health, he's been very open about it. The difference between this, though, and why I think this story is different than 2018, publicly talking about his his children and saying, you know, and so in Emily's story for page six, the source said, to go out and say that about North is shocking. Kim is devastated. She's worked so hard to help him, but she won't let him do this to their children. I see how it's kind of a day-by-day process with Kim and Kanye because back in May 2019 when she was on the cover of Vogue, she gave an interview about Kanye struggling to accept his diagnosis and how he used to tell people he was actually just suffering from not sleeping enough, sleep deprivation, instead of telling them that he was bipolar. But now that he's accepted his diagnosis, she said at the time a year ago, I think we're in a pretty good place with it now. It's an emotional process for sure. Right now, everything is really calm, but we can definitely feel episodes coming and we know how to handle them. And you have to ask yourself, a global pandemic, people taking to the streets to protest police brutality, um, the economy tanking, you know, these are all factors that are probably not 
doing anyone's mental health, Kanye included, any favors? It's a pretty odd story. I mean, Lost also in the comments were, you know, he talked about how he's not on the board of Gap. And if they don't put him on the board of Gap, and if they don't put him on the board of Adidas, that he'll walk away from those deals. Of course, the Adidas deal is what put him over the top as a billionaire because of his Yeezy sneakers. He revealed that Shia LaBeouf, who's had his own you know, issues, was supposed to shoot a Gap ad for this collection that Kanye is doing for the Gap, but he didn't show up. And he also revealed that Anna Winter thought he was crazy for doing the Gap deal and I guess advised him against it. None of those people have commented all commented at all since he made those allegations. But I guess we'll see what happens next. I mean, I mean, there are a lot of possibilities. I mean, obviously, he was hospitalized before. And then he has done these interviews where he's walked back his previous comments. So I don't know, it's sort of this weird, perfect storm where I think you're right, it's a, it's a mental health issue. He he is kind of a genius at being a provocateur and being outrageous. So it's just kind of you put it all together. And um, you have this kind of perfect storm. So we'll see what happens next. I just wonder if he's pushed the Kardashian family too far. And I was thinking about the history of, you know, men that have come in and out of the Kardashian clan's lives, either as their romantic partners like Lamar Odom, Chris Humphreys, you know, or even as a sibling, Rob where they're just end up getting totally marginalized. So the thing that's interesting is I just don't know if you want to go up against the Kardashian family. I think Kanye versus Chris would be a kind of epic battle. Today we are joined by Phaedra Parks, former Real Housewife of Atlanta, who is currently starring on Marriage Bootcamp. Welcome, Phaedra. Thank you for having me. How are you guys? Great that you're here. We're good. <laughs> awesome. So Phaedra, we have a lot to talk to you about. What a is lot. it like what is it like watching relationship drama play out on another reality show? Um, you know what, this show is very interesting because unlike um how Housewives is shot, this is a controlled environment because we're all sort of locked in this house. Mm-hmm. And the cameras are in the walls, so there's no producers walking around. You are basically being recorded at all times, except when you use the restroom, of course. But um, <laughs> and I do mean use not the powder for face, but when you use the- <laughs> when you're on the loo. So uh, that makes it very different. It makes it very raw because you know they see you when you get dressed for bed. They see when you wake up. They see whatever you're doing in your bed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. so that can be very interesting (laughs) and and now you have some experience with cameras around you but what about your partner how does he feel um he's an actor so okay um, it's a different kind of camera though yeah no yeah yeah it's different um you know he's you know he's been an actor a trained actor for uh, well over right about 10, a good 10 years plus. So, you know, he'd never been in the reality uh, genre of television. So I had to sort of convince him that it made sense. But, um, you know, we got so many, so much great feedback about this show when we actually considered it. And so it made me very confident that it would be good for us in particular, because, you know, it's a long distance relationship and, you know, That can be a little hairy at times. 
Yeah, actually, you so you went on this show and you hadn't been dating for that long, right? And you were in a long distance relationship. And then you you revealed that you had not been, how shall I say, intimate together. No um, entanglements. <laughs> yeah, no entanglements. Entanglement. <laughs> there have been no entanglement. Yes. <laughs> um, or as August Alcina then said, entangle ship. Um, there was no ship. I love it. We were just yeah. words by the day. I love it. So, so how did you decide so to to go on marriage boot camp? And but you were like just starting this relationship. Did you just decide that it would be a good idea that maybe you could like iron some things out and like work some things out before you took things to the next level? Okay, so we had been dating for almost six months, so it wasn't really just starting. Got it. Um, so we've been dating for about six months. It's long distance. And, you know, everybody knows, like, I'm pretty awesome when it comes to, you know, being able to master careers. And I've got several jobs. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to relationships, I haven't always been so successful with that. So what was very important to me is he was the second guy that I've dated in five years. And the first guy that I dated, a guy out of Chicago, it's it it didn't go like I wanted it to go because I think the intimacy came too soon. And, it you know, and so I, I wanted to make sure that the passion didn't cloud my judgment because, you know, these when you entangle, sometimes the entangling can be so good, you can't <laughs> really outside of the entangler. Mm. <laughs> yes. So... I, I I have to ask, have you entangled with Medina? Can you say? Well, I can't say you've got to tune in and watch. Um, right, because those cameras are on. The cameras. Right? On, honey. The cameras are on and everybody is wanting me to entangle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you used to say fix it, Jesus. And now with all these cameras, it's going to be film it, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Film it, fix it, uh, yeah, all of those things, yeah, definitely. But yeah, so it, it was really interesting though because everyone was so shocked when I said it. I guess because now um, love is very free, and you know, I know everybody's. You know, I want to make uh, intimacy important again and expensive again. so you mentioned before you have a lot of jobs and I think something that's so interesting about you but sometimes people forget is that you're also a mortician yeah Mm -hmm. how is how is that going oh my gosh it's going great didn't you hear about that pandemic girl (laughs) we are booming unfortunately but uh it you know we have been jam-packed since the mm-hmm. pandemic started. And I tell people, you know, people, you know, you have all these conspiracies. Oh, it's not real. It's yes. And I said, well, I'm not a physician. However, I do have a mortuary. And I'll tell you this. Normally in the summer months, you know, we're waiting for a boat accident or a motorcycle crash because otherwise, you know, we're pretty empty. Mm-hmm. But we are jam-packed. I mean, you know, we are working like it's, you know, our heaviest season. So, you know, people have, you know, I, I tell people when they say, oh, you know, you know, it's it's a joke and oh, it's not that big of a deal. I'm like, well, let, let me put it to you in real terms. 
I'm getting 17 calls a day for pickups. Mm, That's just one location. And last week, um, all of the people were under 59. Wow. Yeah. So it's 47, 22, 26, 27, 28. Those numbers are so low. It makes it extremely uh, frightening because, of course, I'm a mom. I've got two boys. But, you know, I see I've seen, you know, several mothers come in bearing their children. And so it's very scary. But the pandemic really wreaks havoc on families. So we've buried three or four people in one immediate family. It's wow. Really sad is is it definitely uh, takes a toll on you emotionally uh, seeing a mother, a father, a son, an aunt, you know, and you're like, gosh, you know, so this this pandemic is really serious and people should really realize that because it's not a joke. So Phaedra, I have to ask you, I saw that you liked some of Portia Williams, your former Real Housewives of Atlanta co-star, some of her posts on Instagram. We saw that Portia was recently arrested while protesting for justice in the Breonna Taylor case. Do you have anything to say about that? Have you been in touch with her? Uh, Yeah. You know, when I didn't know she had been arrested, but someone actually called me. And so when they called me, I immediately reached out to her and her family and they, you know, you know, told me what was going on and we stayed in touch and she got out that night about 4 a.m. And so I stayed up and waited until she got out and, and put up the post like I'm home and, and we talked. And so, I mean, Portia and I definitely keep in touch. You know, mm-hmm. I love her and, and she's a, a great girl. And I'm, I'm super excited and proud that she's been so active um, in this movement because she's from a family of mm-hmm. civil rights leaders. And so it, it's just great to see that she's in this space. Mm-hmm. And you've also been vocal yourself. Well, you know, I'm I'm pre the trend of being in Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I got involved with way back with Trayvon Martin. I did a mm-hmm. lot of commentary um, on CNN for it. And I was there when the, the judgment came down in the verdict. So mm-hmm. I, I predate the newness of it. You know, so I've marched, the, you know, for the Trayvon scenario and, you know, unfortunately for and when Ferguson happened, I was there when he, you know, Mike Brown was killed. And so I spoke mm-hmm. to his parents and marched there. So it's it's always been something that's been near and dear to my heart because I have a foundation that I basically um, established because I saw such a need in the community to really mentor African-American boys. And so after doing so many marches and, and being so vocal about it and being the mother to African-American boys, I thought it was, it was very, uh, I knew it was very important for me to not just do the marches, do the rallies, but really do something to invest back into the community. So I, I started a camp in Flint, Michigan, cause I was there and very active in that water crisis. Oh yeah, I've got, a camp that I do there every year. Unfortunately, this year, because of the pandemic, it can't happen. But I'm very uh, hands-on um, with the children out of Flint, Michigan in particular, but also in the Atlanta area too. And you're so, I mean, you mentioned you're doing so many things and you're so busy and you're so active. But, um, and I know you were very choosy about your next project and doing um, marriage boot camp after leaving The Real Housewives of Atlanta. But have you thought in terms of TV what your next career move might be? There are rumors 
that you could go back to the Real Housewives franchise. I'm sure you have tons of other offers. Is there anything you can tell us that you that you want to do next? Um, you know what? I do have a, a new project that will be coming soon that I'm super excited about. Of course, I can't talk about it because we haven't started shooting it yet um, due to the pandemic. But the project that I'm working on now, it, it definitely is in a, a, a definitely different space. And I'm super excited about it. Cool. Well, we can't wait to hear more about it. And hopefully we'll talk to you again. Uh-huh. I'm super excited. Thanks so much for joining us today, Phaedra. It's great to hear from you. All right. Well, thank you for having me. And if I can ever come back, please invite me. Harry Styles has been spotted sporting a quarantine mustache. And I think he looks great. Me too. I don't understand what all the fuss is about. I guess people have freaked out that he has this mustache. Is he? He's like trapped in LA, right? Is he still trapped in LA? He's in Italy now. So a photo ah, popped thank up. Thank God on... he escaped from LA. Escaped like, from LA. Like, like um, Kurt Russell. Exactly. So there was a photo of Harry that was taken in Italy in which he's wearing a green and white striped Gucci t-shirt. <laughs> Retails for $630 aviator sunglasses and jeans and uh it's our first look at his little mustache Mustache. well i guess when in rome yeah exactly so he was visiting um massimo the the chef botura i think his name is ah famous italian chef massimo yeah he's a fellow gucci collaborator as you know harry styles is the face of the italian fashion brand They're buddies. They're here posing with Massimo's book. Amici. Yeah. Uh, he looks great. I don't know why the internet's Libro. so mad. All my, all my high school Italian is coming back, Maggie. Can you say mustache? Mustachio. <laughs> <laughs> so fans freaked out because Harry Styles grew a mustache. But it looks awesome. I mean... Here's my theory about facial hair and hair on men just in general. The just th- men in general. Here's basically. my theory on men. <laughs> Listen men. up, Phaedra. Um, <laughs> the marriage boot camp. The thing is, mustache boot camp. Oh, that's a good one. That's my show, but it's a YouTube show. Um, the If you're a guy and you're good looking... If you're handsome and you grow a mustache or a beard, or you shave your hair, or you grow your hair, or you have a man bun, or you have a whatever man jewelry, it, it looks great. If you're attract, if you're hot, like if you're Brad Pitt in Fight Club and you shave your right. head, it looks awesome. If you're Doug from accounting, yes, that I mean that applies to women too. That's why all of these it girl models, like the Hadid sisters get away with wearing the most ridiculous stuff, but they're so hot. You can't ignore it. Like when there was that trend of them wearing those tiny sunglasses, they all looked like nearsighted librarians. And everyone was like, what a trend, baby sunglasses on adult faces. Along those lines, I think a trend that's really unfair is, you know, when people wear people who are amazingly in shape and um, attractive, the the larger the clothes they wear, the thinner they look. Yes. You know, Why? We, we all, I've been under the impression like, oh my God, like I, I, I'm fat. I'm going to just wear 
like something three sizes too large just to like try to hide. But the thing is, if you're amazingly in shape. There's a siren here. No, I agree with you. When I wear that stuff, I look like a bag of potatoes. Yeah, exactly. But then it's like the the thinner you are and the better looking you are, the more in shape you are, the baggier the clothes, the more thin and in shape and hot you look. You're like, oh my God, look at that. It's like a size 5,000. I guess that's the Yeezy. <laughs> the Yeezy. But the Harry Styles thing, so I think he looks very cute. I mean, the mustache is, it's voluminous. It's, it's... <laughs> It's Do you think he's using volume. mustache products to get that volume? Yes. To get that growth, Harry, that have depth? you seen his hair on top of his head? That's amazing. Yeah, he, he must. The pro. I wish I had his products. Like he must get this. He's so much swag. He's got people like all over this stash. I think, <laughs> you know. But it's like it is this annoying thing where like like even Justin Bieber. I don't know. Is Justin Bieber good looking? I mean, obviously he's cute compared to the majority of people in the universe right (laughs) the majority of elbows and knees that we're seeing out here in the world i loved his look when he had that weird like i'm the pool guy from tarzana in the 80s with the mullet and the stash and the like pizza delivery like baseball cap and vans Mm -hmm. and stuff i was like he looked awesome this harry styles thing i think he looks great i think he actually looks better and I guess maybe what people are freaking out about is that, you know, he's a boy band star from One Direction. So maybe it's like, you know, it's like that Tiger Beat magazine thing of like the non-threatening male is the star of the of yeah. the teen heart thro- the teen heartthrob is the non-threatening male of Tiger Beat. Like who was the Tiger Beat star of your day? I want to say like Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa, these like baby faced guys with center parts and like dirty blonde hair. And then there was like Brad Renfro, rest in peace, if you were like a little edgy. Oh, right. They have to have the one bad boy. Who's just wearing like a leather jacket draped over one shoulder. And it's like Brad loves working on his old car with his dad in his garage. Yeah. Like like, Devin Sawa is just reading. Oh, my God. Like the Leif Garrett. Although that will yep. not mean anything to you. Um, it's like the Leif Garrett versus the Sean Cassidy. But <laughs> so I think that, um, yeah. So I think maybe in the Tiger Beat world, this is like a major scandal that he grew some facial hair. But it's like, I mean, also, he's been very, he's he's open about his gender fluidity or bisexuality, right? I I like what he's into. His whole look, his whole vibe. <laughs> his album that's out now is pretty good. And I, wasn't I, haven't really, I wasn't really a fan. And he has some hits on there. I might have heard yeah. it by accident when I play, like sometimes when I go, when I'm running and then like I change the music on my phone while I'm running, I'm hitting like buttons on Spotify and then I'll end up in like a mix that's like some long run like mix. And then it's like songs I've ever heard that sound like they're probably by Harry Styles. They're all about adoring people and falling in love and sexy stuff. Actually, Maggie, you know what I ran to um, over the weekend that my my running anthem what was rat. 
the Whoa. band Rat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, there, aren't they running a Geico ad right now? They're like, this place has a rat problem. And they go in the basement and the whole band is there and it's like, oh. God, once again, I've been, oh, God, I got to go back to the drawing board. My tastes are running towards Geico ads. Your tastes are getting quite pedestrian. They are. But I, I love the Harry Styles thing. I think it's great. I don't think it's a very edgy, weird mustache. It's like nice. Yeah, his little Hunter S. Thompson aviators, too. It's a whole look. That's it for this episode of We Here. Our show is produced by Jamila Zara-Williams and Melissa Caceres. We would love to hear your ideas for the show. Send us an email at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Here episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. And please don't forget to leave us a review. We will be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.